Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on? I feel like a million dollars. I want to check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. Michael J. Babcock is out today. Edward Lewis as well. So Lucas Whitman and I, we are not the triumvirate. We are the line. The line. <laughs> Insane weekend of sports news coming at you, but we're kicking off today with big trouble for Pac-Man Jones over the weekend. Lucas, you got the scoop, brother. What happened? Yeah, so this all went down at the Northern Kentucky International Airport, which is near Cincinnati. So Pac-Man was about to take off to go to Jersey to catch Monday Night Football. Big matchup between the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills tonight. Uh, but he didn't actually end up going because he was arrested shortly before takeoff. Now, we are told that he was pulled off the plane after cops received a call for an unruly passenger. Now, everything after that is kind of unclear because he was arrested for alcohol intoxication, disorderly conduct, and making terroristic threats. But after Pac-Man was released from jail uh, Monday morning, he said this is all blown out of proportion and said that he wasn't drunk at all. And he's saying that this all happened as a result of him getting two seats for the flight. Uh, the charger was not working and he was trying to charge his iPad so he could do some studying for the game. But he, he's calling everybody out and he wants the media to report this as fairly as possible. But it's best to just hear it coming straight from his mouth. Here's what he had to say about all of it. So they called me off the plane. Don't say nothing wrong. They locked me up, and here we are now. They said you're charged with terroristic threat, making yeah, terroristic just, threats. What about the intoxication part? Do I look Do I look intoxicated to you? I've only been locked up for two hours. Yeah. Do I look intoxicated to you? Do you feel like you were treated unfairly? I'm asking you a question. Do I look intoxicated to you? I man? don't know because I don't know what you would look like normally. I'm not going to. Well, he wasn't. Right. I woke him up for his flight. Man, like, y'all y'all talking about 5, 6, 30 in the morning. Who, 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 who in the hell is drunk at 6, 30 in the morning, man? Now, a few things, Mojo. There's actually video that Pac-Man posted prior to the arrest. He was walking through the airport and he was ranting about the Bengals losing to the Browns 24 to three earlier on in the day. Uh, and it, he didn't really seem all that out of it or anything like that at all. And then of course, as you see in this video, he's talking clearly and he's saying, look, I wasn't drunk at all. Um, but then also there was video uh, that has been posted on local outlets of Pac-Man talking to another passenger on that flight. And he is saying, why would I get off? So we're gonna get some more details Details on this and figure out everything um, but what's weird about it is the fact that Pac-Man in airports has certainly led to some drama in the past because if you look at video that we posted back in 2018 he actually got into a fist fight with an airport worker if you remember he uh, you know had punches thrown uh, he was actually determined to not be the aggressor in that incident but for some reason airports and Pac-Man Jones do not get along I mean my goodness I mean they threw the whole ordeal at him we're not just talking about being accused of being drunk on a plane terroristic threats 
What on earth did he say to be charged with terroristic threats? I mean, what even constitutes a, a terroristic threat? I mean, what, what could he have possibly said on that plane? I, I don't know. I mean, look, to, to his credit, he doesn't appear drunk at any point in this. Of course, we don't have all the details here. We don't know exactly what happened yet, but I'm not seeing that part. And to hear the terroristic threats part, I don't know. Maybe that just meant he was being very loud on a day that was extremely close to, to 9-11 when the country has a heightened level of sensitivity, of course, especially when it comes to airplane travel. These charges seem to me, someone who wasn't there, to be a little aggressive, a little extra. Um, but I guess time will tell when we see the rest of these details as they come out. Our first ever keeper of the white package of that stadium, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady! Wow, what an incredible reception for the king returning home back to New England. Tom Brady back in Gillette in Foxborough. Lucas, give us the details, brother. How did this go down? It was a very special day in Foxborough, and despite the fact that the Patriots lost 25-20 to against the Philadelphia Eagles, it was a day that no one will forget. Tom Brady was there back in those Patriots colors, smiling from ear to ear. He was sitting with Robert Kraft throughout the day. He was actually with his kids. They were all wearing number 12 jerseys as well, but Tom Brady was finally honored with that team that he won six Super Bowls with, and during halftime he gave an incredible speech that had anybody not just Patriots fans really in their feels about it check it out that run out was a little longer today than it used to be I'm not quite in game shape but it's impossible for me to be in this stadium full of you amazing fans with some of the best teammates with my family with all my friends and not run out like I did for 20 years. All our lives take us on different journeys. They take us to different places. They bring different people into our lives. But one thing I am sure of, and that will never change, is that I am a patriot for life. Man, I'm not even a Tom Brady guy and I want to run through a brick wall right now. But one other cool thing that Robert Kraft said at the ceremony is that usually Patriots players, in order to get into their Hall of Fame, you have to wait a little bit after they retire. He said, we're not doing that with Tom Brady. We are retiring him into the Patriots Hall of Fame on June 12th, 2024. That would be 6 12, 24, 6, obviously, uh, for those six Super Bowls, and then 12 for Brady's jersey number. Can't be any more perfect than that. No, that, that's as perfect as it gets right there. Uh, awesome to see, and just so deserved. More, more deserved than anyone to ever play the sport of football. I mean, we're talking about the unanimous GOAT here. Six championships that he gave this city. I mean, my goodness, you couldn't ask for a better situation. Who cares that he went to Tampa Bay afterwards. Who cares that he even won them a Super Bowl? 
I mean, this is where his home is. This is where his heart is. This is where he spent almost the entirety of his career. And it's just really cool to see. We've talked about this a lot before, so I'm not going to harp on this too much. But Lucas, let me ask you, pal. Losing this game, does it put a damper on all the festivities? No, I think it's week one of the NFL season. There's a lot of bugs that you have to get out, and sometimes teams aren't putting their actual product out there. Like, do I think the Steelers are as bad as they lost yesterday? No, I don't. So, honestly, at the end of the day, they do have the silver lining of being able to think about the good times. If they do end up having a bad season, they can be like, well, at least week one we got to see Tom Brady walk out onto that field again, run out onto that field again, and, and put a smile on everyone's faces. Coming up next on TMZ Sports, we have a massive segment. We are joined by Laura Stanko, who became the first female UFC color commentator since UFC number one. She joins us to talk about the shocking upset, Sean Strickland upsetting Israel Adesanya at UFC 293. You don't want to miss this. Coming up next on TMZ Sports. This episode is sponsored by DraftKings. Football is back with another epic week of games. And who's got you covered on every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. But nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the code TMZ to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code TMZ. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877 877-8- Hope NY or text Hope NY in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Head to dkng.co slash football. For eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources, bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. 
So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. I am your host, Mojo Mutati. Extra hyped up today because I am joined by an absolute legend, Laura Senko, fresh off of her flight from Sydney, Australia after UFC 293. Laura, how are we feeling today? We're feeling good. I don't know about the fresh. I don't know about being fresh off the flight, quickly off the flight. I don't know how fresh I feel, but uh, I know you bring the energy, so I appreciate it. I am very jet lagged at the moment, but excited to be here. Man, well, well, what a week. I'm sure those emotions pretty much tapped you out. In addition to yeah. all that travel again, UFC 293 this weekend with Sean Strickland getting the big win over Israel Adesanya, maybe the upset of the century. You were there. You became the first woman to color commentate a UFC pay-per-view, I believe, since literally UFC number one back in 1993. I mean, we had this massive upset. You made history. Just tell us about how that day went start to finish. Oh, man, it was it was an incredible week, an incredible day. And yeah, you know, I, I, I feel like both Sean and I had kind of these underdog moments because it was sort of like, so many people counted him out in being able to get past a dominant champion like Izzy. And I've had my own doubters, understandably, along the journeys. It was a crazy day. It was an early day for us. So it's kind of weird to be calling fights. You know, I, I woke up at 3 a.m. to get to the arena on time. So it was an odd day in that sense. And kind of navigating the the time difference over there all week was kind of tricky, tricky because you don't want to fully adjust but I just I just couldn't be happier with the reception and man the fights that's really what it's about like the fights absolutely delivered and to be part of one of the most iconic upsets that we've ever seen in the history of the sport like I'm honored look this was crazy upset you've heard Dana White talk about potentially being a rematch I mean you were there cage side what what are your thoughts on the matter we we go somewhere else we stick with this Uh, what, what do you think Personally, I th- I think what D said, DC said at the end of the show was correct. Um, that Izzy should take some time and just, I mean, that he's been one of the most active champions we've ever seen. But listen, on the other side of that, you've got a very vocal Eugene Behrman who did the post-fight press conference who was like, no, listen, we need, we would do this rematch this weekend, next weekend. So I don't know that uh that my thoughts are necessarily going to play out. And frankly, when you have a dominant champion like Izzy, um, it's almost similar to what happened with Amanda and Juliana Pena, right? Like as much as you don't want to take away from the incredible performance that Sean Strickland had there, you do leave with the feeling of like, that was not the Izzy that we're used to seeing. So I think for that reason, a lot of people would like to see um, a rematch personally. If you're asking me, Laura Sanko, the fan, the individual, I'd like to see a different fight just because I think this opens up so many new exciting matchups for this division. The Drakus fight, we've got Paulo Costa taken on Hamzat Shamaya. We want to see who wins that one. So 
I love it when all these these top 10 fighters get put in a, a glass jar, shaken up, and then, you know, just yahtzeed back out on the table. Yes, it might have been one of the biggest upsets ever. But to me, that is not the top story coming out of the weekend. You you are the top story. Oh, well, thank you. And again, since UFC won, what an incredible accomplishment. I mean, how does that feel? I mean, what does this do for women in the MMA, what does this do for little girls watching yeah. home it's, knowing that everything's attainable in the future now because of what you've accomplished? It's really surreal, honestly. And, you know, I've had a few of these moments that sort of have built up to this when, you know, I was the first woman to call any fight, but it was on Contender Series. So it was sort of like a big asterisk. And then, of course, you know, in February, first woman to call fight night, but it's still there's this asterisk. And and to be honest with you, I wasn't sure if I would ever get tapped to call a pay-per-view. And I was probably, I wanted to, but I was at, sort of at peace with the idea of maybe that being an elite club that um, I might not ever get to participate in. I, was, I wasn't I was sure. It's not something I was asking for. It's not something that was discussed. Um, I knew about it months ago, but when the call came months ago, it was a huge surprise to me. So the reaction has been tremendous. And I, I can't tell you how many women have reached out, female fighters, uh, a lot of dads saying, you know, my my daughter looks to you as an example. And I, that type of stuff is is just wild to me because I'm just a fan. Like, I'm just a person that loved this sport and was watching at home like millions of other people. And then I just decided to train and then I decided to fight and then I decided to kind of do this TV thing. So it's not like I ever set out to become some inspirational figure. It sort of just happened, but I take that responsibility very seriously. And it's just like, it's surreal. And it's, it's an, a huge honor to get those messages and and to be able to be that, because I do think that it's important for someone you got, you want to see it. You want to see that someone can do it so that you know that you can do it. And somehow I had the, the, crazy notion that I could do it without ever having seen other than Kathy, of course, having seen someone do it in recent history. So we got it done. You've been traveling. You've been working. Let me get you out of here as much as I'd like to keep you on here for the entire episode. Laura, thank you so much for joining us here on TMZ Sports. Please come back anytime and you know the world will be watching. Thank you, Mojo. I appreciate it. Thank you. Laura Senko out, Lucas Whitman in, so the lines have returned. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you thought Pac-Man Jones was the only trouble coming out of NFL's week one, obviously you were wrong, but along with a W, some problems coming out of the commander's camp in their stadium. Lucas, brother, what happened? Yeah, new ownership, new season, new vibes for the Commanders. Winning team, you know, coming out 20 to 16 over the Cardinals, but not everybody in the stands was happy at FedEx Field on Sunday because there was a scuffle that was caught on camera and it involves two women, one actually throwing a punch uh, in this scuffle. Um, check out the video, it's actually pretty wild.
now, Mojo, it's unclear if there have been any uh, arrests made or any kind of punishment, but given, you know, the history of these kind of fights at NFL games, usually it, they come with legal ramifications, but we'll update you as those come in. I mean, this is just getting all too common, right? How often do we talk about these brawls at games? Even the fans expected. How about the clip of the guy with the beer just walking back to his seat? Like nothing's happened as there's a massive brawl going on. I mean, look, we, we've talked about it before. There needs to be harsher penalties, right? That's the only way to even attempt to curb this. People are partying. People are drinking. They've probably been tailgating for hours. They're starting to get tired and worn out. The commanders were playing the Cardinals, not the NFL's greatest team, and not the cleanest contest ever played. It was a very uh, close close victory for the commanders that wasn't looking good at one point in that game. So obviously there's going to be some emotions running high. Naturally, a fight's going to break out. But again, we got to do something to curb this because this is just happening all too frequently. Yeah, it's almost a guarantee at this point, you know, that we knew that the season was coming around. We knew that there were going to be fight videos. There were even videos during preseason. So people just got to figure out how they can behave and enjoy their teams without throwing hands. I don't know. We got to figure it out. Playing a game that we like to call NFL Oddities, week one version. Lucas, this clip is hilarious. What are we looking at? We are looking at the most relatable quarterback in the NFL, Geno Smith, giving a real-time reaction as to what it's like to have Aaron Donald, LA Rams superstar, all six feet one, 280 pounds of him running at you at full speed. And you hear him yell out, oh my God. And honestly, I'm sure a lot of quarterbacks think that, but it's so funny to hear someone actually say it. Dude, I mean, we obviously have some some stunt action here going on on the D-line. Aaron Donald coming completely untouched at you with a full head of steam. If any quarterback hadn't said that before, trust me, they were all thinking it. The fact that he actually said it, that the words left Gino's lift is absolutely hilarious. Uh, th this is this is one of my favorite clips of the week, no question. Now, uh, going back to our Commanders and Cardinals game, there was a bit more action as well, not just in the stands. But if you recall, during the game, Sam Howell was uh, scrambling to the sidelines when Cardinals linebacker Kazir White ran over to him, and uh, there was a collision on the sidelines that actually involved a ref who was leveled, but he was called for the late hit, and it's so funny to see the ref actually get floored, come up like the Undertaker, and then throw the flag. Can we give this ref some uh, credit here, Lucas? I mean, if we're watching the tape here, I believe he gets up quicker than the players who were involved on that tackle, and... He did it unassisted. He didn't have buddies helping him up. I mean, this is the best. Absolutely summoning the Undertaker here. We've seen him do that in most matches he's actually ever been in. Uh, we've seen Tyson Fury actually replicate this before in a in a boxing fight. But now this ref bringing it to football, I absolutely love it. I want to see more of it. I want to see some more refs channeling their inner WWE superstar when they're throwing those flags. Make it more entertaining. 
folks, that'll do it for us today on TMZ Sports. Mojo Mutati, Lucas Widman, we are the line. You guys know where to turn tomorrow to get the scoop, baby, right here on TMZ Sports, which should definitely make tomorrow the best show since 